The good news, the gospel, is just as good of news and sometimes even better experienced with a cold beverage and friends. Yeah. Okay? You're right. So don't think that God somehow looks down on your efforts of discipleship if they're not done in the church building or somehow formally with giant thick Bibles out on your lap and, you know, lots of note ticking. Okay? Your old school board members may not believe that, but God does not look down on you. They Mm -hmm. might, but God does not. (laughs) Um, Jesus went into all the places and participated in the customs that his people did and loved and frequented, and you can too. It's okay. Yeah. It really is. In fact, I'm going to say it's the better way. Discipleship and leadership development should be normal and reproducible. Hmm. Classes are great, but if you want people to know how to talk about and live out and apply the gospel in normal everyday life, Try and do more of your discipleship and training and development stuff in normal settings that are familiar and reproducible and cost-effective and fun, Mm -hmm. because that's where they're going to have to live it out. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. All right, here we go. Hope you're doing well today. I'm rocking and rolling, feeling great. I'm going to kind of dive straight in to the topic at hand today, and here's why. I'm kind of flipping the script a bit. I'm going to be talking about something called cigars and theology. Now, don't run off if you go, I don't like cigars or whatever. Hold on a second. We do discipleship and leadership development in community. That's our best way to do it. I don't want it all to be classrooms and all that. We like it to happen in everyday life. And one of the things that we have done here, Heath and I together with a whole bunch of guys, is something we call Cigars and Theology. That's what we're going to talk about on this episode. And you're going to hear why it is such a powerful way to do disciple making. It really is. Now, it's an alternative way. I get it. And in fact, the principles we share here would work with no cigars, and it could happen for women tours or whatever. But but here's a real cool thing. I want to tell you, we're going to be doing a Cigars and Theology live at my home coming up here in just a couple months. And I would like to invite you to that. Now you go, I don't know. Why would I? I don't know. Listen to this conversation with Heath and I. We're going to unpack everything about how we do this cigars and theology. And you're going to go like, man, that sounds so fun. I'd love to do that, kind of get a firsthand experience and maybe kick off something like that here in my own world. So I want to invite you right now up front, there's only going to be 30 slots because I'm doing it at my home, on my deck, my fireplace, all this, okay? Uh, I want to invite you right now before you listen to this even. So uh, I'm just going to tell you about it. You can go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash theology to find out more. But go ahead and take a listen here to Heath and I as we discuss this thing that we really love doing together. Then I'll wrap up with the big three. Stick with us, even if you're like, eh, this doesn't sound super interesting to me, or I'm a... No, no, people are going to love this. Yeah, people are going to love this. Because this is really about discipleship and, and like the gospel touching down in your neighborhood, so yeah. <laughs> hey, before we jump in, we want to give a shout out to a review written by Maui Warrior, who I'm assuming Maui is a warrior. warrior from Hawaii, who <laughs> says, a friend of mine shared this with me for the first time before he even had the chance to listen. Wow, that's nice. And uh, <laughs> To he, that episode, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm assuming, yeah. But he's found a great value with your insights. Thanks again for sharing, and I'm going to subscribe and share myself. God's blessings upon you, my brothers in Christ. So thanks for sharing. You know what that. I love about that is this guy's friend hadn't even heard the new episode, saw the title and said, my buddy's going to need yeah. this. You know? 
And that's how the podcast grows. And, you know, uh, this is free of charge. And so, you know how we get repaid is that we know it's going out there further. So it takes it takes something. It costs something. It costs you time to do what this guy's buddy just did with him. And that's share it. Like share it on your Facebook page when you see it. Or tell somebody, you know, when you grab some amazing wisdom from Heath or myself, uh, you know, and you tell somebody about it. Say, you know, I got that from the Everyday Disciple podcast. So have you ever checked it out? Yeah. Let the word go out. Um, if you're finding benefit, there's a really good chance that other people will too. And that'll bless us. And, and again, our website is everydaydisciple.com. And you can go to the episodes and look through them all. If you find one that like, man, this one might fit perfectly with so-and-so, you can go ahead and just email them the link to that specific episode. Zip. Yep. And it uh, might bless somebody, catch them off guard, which would be really fun. But uh, Yep. So all right, anyway, thanks for those reviews. Keep them coming. Go over to subscribe over there on the old iTunes or Rooney and uh, give us some stars and yeah. give us reviews. And I, well, we love hearing from you. Absolutely. So Caesar, one of the, uh, as we move into the episode, one of the things that I love most in all of my life is just these <laughs> Friday, Saturday night hangs we do occasionally. And it's always once a month called Cigar and Theology. They're hangouts and yeah. we've got a good group of guys that come in and yeah. have joined that community. Uh, and I know you had a similar group like this back in New York that kind of helps catalyze the start of that here. Would you mind sharing kind of about that New York community? Yeah, we, well, we used to do something, um, before I moved to New York, we used to do something called Brothers of the Leaf. And we would sort of do the same thing. We'd get together and smoke a pipe or cigar and talk about God and theology. I love that, that, yeah. But then, you know, we do live in Washington State here and the people are like, these guys are all token up, you know? And so, <laughs> like, no, we're not, you know? Sure. Um, so. When I was in New York, though, yeah, some pals uh, were doing this thing called Cigar and Theology. It's like, oh, it's just like Brothers Elite, but that makes more sense, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't bait and switchy, mm. you know? Like, there was going to be cigars, and we we're going to talk about theology. Mm. And there's food connected to it and all. And, and to be honest with you, like, let's just say right up front, not everybody who comes smokes cigars, do they? No. It's not about that. Like, it's the bar to entry. Like, you know, yeah. take it, puff. You know, it's like, no. Yeah, you it's don't not have that to at do all. That. Right. And, and, you know, and some of the guys will have, you know, a glass of scotch or a beer or wine. And some guys like, you know, like myself, I, you know, just, I'm just having a soda water, you know, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. But it's, it's not even about that. But we call it cigar and theology because that just, I don't know, it was fun and cheeky. And a lot of guys do like yeah. cigars. And, but um, we were doing that in New York. And I, and I fell in love with it there because of um, the diversity of thought mm-hmm. and people coming and, you know, people are believers, not believers, not barely believers, yep. sort of were, but not sure anymore. And they found a really safe place to kind of have a meal, find some dudes that were kind of roughly in the same age and stage of life. Sure. Whereas like, but our, our C&T, our CR Theology is pretty young and old. It's kind of all over the map. But, um, and then when we steered it well, you know, when in other words, when we kept it to not just an opinion fest, but we actually kept it to, hey, we're going to. We're going to have fun and we're going to be respectful and cool. And sure. it really is fun. I mean, it's pretty relaxed. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, cigars and, you know, drinks and all. But um, but we're actually going to stay on topic and we're going to try to have some value come out of that. Then it was real valuable. Sure. And that's what kept people coming back, the community mm-hmm. and the fact that there was some tangible learning and applying going on. And yeah. so that's what we've kind of mirrored here. Yep. I love hearing guys go like, Man, this is my highlight of my month. I walk away with insights for this that affect all my life. Yeah, we should have written them down. Yeah. Maybe we can start now. Yeah. So maybe we get into some of the uh, internal logistics that we go into to make sure that people feel welcome. Show up. Know yeah. where it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, inform them well. And then what this can also do is show like the people listening to this show that there actually does need to be a good amount of intention to starting a group kind of similar to this. Like anytime you want to grow a community. Yeah. 
you don't just throw everything in a pot and I hope it works. There's intention. And it's not one off either, right? It's a sure. rhythm. We do it every month. Yep. I mean, I'm not saying we never missed, but it usually just gets moved around if we have to, yeah. right? But we don't really miss. So it's a rhythm. It's predictable pattern. That's key. And you've done an amazing job of making sure it's on Facebook and you update the pictures. They're funny and sure. stuff like that. Or here's a deal on some cigars you can get online or, yeah. you know, and, and, and just touching base and reminding people. And it's it, in many ways that Facebook group's kind of become a touchstone and point of conversation sure. for us guys. Absolutely. Because it really week. is a life on life discipleship thing going on. Yeah. And so, you know, people sharing verses or I'm reading this book or let's get started reading this book together. Who's in? And it's definitely grown and taken on a much bigger life of its own, which was hoped for and has happened. Right. But you're right. There's some other logistics like to make people feel, you know, welcome. Like, um, yeah, like our house is lit up. It's easy to find. It's not like, oh, is it here tonight? Oh, why is it pitch black? Oh, we're around back. I didn't even think of it. Nope. Pe- yeah, people you know, know this is where it's at. The house is unlocked. Come on in. Everybody knows that. I think sometimes we've just put a sign up. Come on in. Yeah, just walk in. Click the door shut when you come in. Um, we usually have food. My wife usually makes up a, you know, big old bowl of soup or pot of soup or chili yeah. or pastas or something and bread and and you know some of that's just because you know you'd be good host. Sure. Um, some of it else is just like well some of the guys are going to be drinking and I don't want people you yeah. know like no one's really over drinking I don't think but I hope not. Um, but we also gotta make sure they're eaten and plenty of water just be careful, right? You can have fun with it. And I know right away, some people are thinking like, oh, it's, you know, in our tradition uh, or denomination, whatever, we can't smoke and we can't drink at all. I'm I'm out of here. I want to say you get to vote your conscience on this. Okay. We've done other episodes and we will do other episodes having to do with abstinence or alcohol or all that stuff. Um, Heath and I both feel the freedom. Yep. To non-abuse these things. Absolutely. And to participate and actually use them for the sake of the kingdom and, and expansion of the gospel and discipleship. So, Completely. but if you don't, there is no condemnation in Christ, really. Yeah. So not here, you know, to talk about that this episode, but we make people feel uh, welcome, but we also care for them. Sure. Eat some food, drink a lot of water and all that. And then we also are not afraid to say, because we're treating people like family, um, hey guys, can we help clean up? Yeah. You know, last Pumpy week, ashes. you know, last week I had a split so quick. to get to the airport and you took me. And so the guys were still kind of, you know, kind of having to clean up and all that. And Tina was just walked in as we were walking out. When I came home, it was like perfectly like it never had happened. Yeah. I mean, it was all put away. It was perfect. You know what I mean? It's great. And yeah. And it's not like they had to, but see the good brothers do that, right? Good family members do. So there is a little bit of like, okay, when is it? What time is it? It's online. Who needs a ride? Here's like, the address. We're letting yeah. you know if there's food or like, hey, there's not. Why don't you guys all bring some food tonight? Yeah. Or, and then- just from a logistics of the cigars and the rest of it, people usually bring their own smokes if they want them. Yep. But then there's a couple of the guys that are so generous with that. Oh, like, I love that, man. They just bring like a humidor full and they like lay them out on the counter and like anybody take as many as you want and yeah. take, you, I'm just leaving these, you know, take them. And, yeah, and there's a serving aspect. Like Bruce is great at that. He'll go like, oh, what you drinking? Okay. You know, this cigar is going to go great with this. And, and people yeah, like, brought part this, of, try this, taste this. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and what I love too is there's always somebody every month that, that, shows up with a bottle of something that we've probably never had that is <laughs> super high shelf. It's just a really cool, there's there's this growing generosity of like, hey, There is community. a growing generosity. And isn't that a picture of the kingdom in itself? And yeah. I got to tell you, for, for either people that are new to the faith mm-hmm. or checking out the faith community, or maybe have been part of the faith, but in a church community that's very, very formal, they've never yep. seen discipleship or leadership development done like outside of a building in a classroom situation. Yeah. The fact that there's generosity and sure, try take this, keep it, sure. you know? Um, yeah. It's Someone beautiful. else just brought me over like, this will be, this is for your humidor. This will keep it wetter and it's easier and just put a couple drops in there. You know, it's yeah. like, 
people are, we're just caring for each other. And, yeah. and that's really the point, wink, wink, hidden. You know, like we're discussing theology and we're going to yeah. talk about how we do that here in a minute. But wouldn't the goal and the hope be that we become more like God and more like Christ? And, and, and together, even this ragtag bunch of guys who are smoking cigars and drinking yeah. and talking about God stuff are actually becoming more like him, more like Jesus. Yeah. That, that was our I think goal. a perfect example is even two months ago when Joseph locked his keys in the car. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's 1130 at night. There's an alarm going off in your neighborhood. There's, it's pouring rain. And yeah, it was dudes, like every bad thing going on. Yeah. I mean, for, <laughs> and these guys are hanging out going, we're not going home until you get to go home. And half so there's, hour out there just with a hanger. Yeah. Two hangers. They eventually got it. It was a miracle too. You know, I watched well, for yeah. the first half hour and I finally was like, I, I, good luck. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, so like you said, just to set up a little bit of background, uh, the kind of format that we take, um, and if you're interested in starting something like this, we're happy to help you, you know, think through it a bit more, but. We always put something out on Facebook, so it's not a, a random like, hey, by the way, tonight we're doing this. Yep. It's three, four months out scheduled. Get it on your calendar. There's a lot more people get, who get invited than actually show. Yeah. And we don't stress that. Make nope. it if you can. Obviously, there's the regulars. Yeah. They diehards. You know, they know we're never almost missed. But then there's a whole contingency of guys that we see them every other time or every third time. Yeah. And that's fine. I want to let people know, like, when you're doing these kind of things, don't get sucked in by that whole um, church consumerism thing yeah. <laughs> where it's like, it's all about attendance. This yep. was successful based on how many guys showed. Some of our deepest, best talks is when there's been only five or six of us yeah. and we are able to really go down deep in, exactly. into our own experiences of it and how this theology reflects on my own understanding and behaviors. And yeah. Well, I think the format of hospitality is important too. Like, I mean, we spend a decent 30, 45 minutes when people are showing up where it's not like, hey, come in, grab your Bible, sit down, we're going to go. It's catching up. How's the kids? Yeah, what's going on at work? What's new? Oh, that's cool. Get that remodeling done. You know? Yeah, there's like How's a your there's car? community. <laughs> and then also the format of throughout the night, while we do have a format of the questions we walk through, um, it's not a classroom setting. I mean, people are sitting down, they can get up at will, go to the bathroom, grab a drink, grab a refill. A lot of food. laughter. Holy yeah, moly. Yeah, it's so much fun. Sometimes too much, I think. <laughs> Sometimes you have to snap us back to the topic because yeah. like, we go there. Har, but let's, <laughs> we are here to talk about, yeah. Yeah. So maybe we could uh, start with talking through kind of what a night like this looks like. We follow a, a pretty typical format of a question that is across the board. first format, like you just said, though, is a little bit of food, a little yep. catching up, a little sharing of stuff, both physically, drink, food, cigars, all that. Yep. And then usually I'll just call it together. You hey, know, top up your drinks. Yeah. We start around 7.30 and then usually by 8, I try to say, hey guys, yeah, grab a drink if you don't have one or whatever you want to do and let's go ahead and go outside and I want to get this rolling. Yeah, and the reason we do, you even just referenced, the reason we start a little bit later, like 7.30, because we want the guys to be able to help get the kids down, help the wives clean up the dishes. So we're pretty f systematic even in the times that we've chosen. So it's not like, hey, dad's gone, husband's gone. Yeah, it's not a weeknight because people got to work. Yeah. yeah. School and homework situations, bathing and all that. Yep. Yeah. So on a Saturday, we can do it a little later. Yeah. Or Friday, we usually do one of those two nights. Yep. That's intentional. I don't think any of our uh, wives or the guys are all ticked off about them being a part of it. In fact, it's birthed into a whole lot of other stuff, including them. Yeah. We'll talk about on some other issues, uh, or episodes, I mean. Um, so, yeah, so you call us together, everyone tops up their drinks, grabs a cigar, we sit down. So, so then it always starts exactly like this. And our, if guys are listening, I know some of our guys are listening in, but mm -hmm. this will sound very familiar. But sure. we always go, okay, so hey, thanks for being at Cigar and Theology. If you don't want a cigar, that's fine, whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we are going to talk theology a little bit tonight. And so let me just define theology. Yep. Theo, theology, Theo, the word God. Theology is the study of who is God mm -hmm. and what he's like, in the, you know, what his character. Um, and, and we don't want to just throw out proposition sure. or like uh, nice warm fuzzies about, oh, God's like this or God's love or God's like a rock. He's powerful. Like, 
but but what has he done to show us and prove that's true in scripture, mm. in our own lives in the past, and then usually magnified in and through the life and death and resurrection of his son? Yeah. And then we look at that and we go like, okay, if God's that way in light of that topic, whatever topic we pick, sure. Um, then we're going to look at and what he's done to prove it. Like, what does that say about us? Mm. What's true of us? And then um, what does that lead to how we get to respond? How do we get to live our lives and make our choices in light of that topic? And so what we do is we frame theology around the same four questions that we use to teach and train gospel fluency, yeah. which is who is God? What's he done to prove it? What's true of us and our identity, authority, and privilege now? And how do we, how do get, we get to, to live, live yeah. right? And our guys know that now. Yeah. Right? And and I have to be the bumpers. You know, you and I both, sure. we have to kind of be the bumpers when we just like, well, like pick a topic and we're talking about, you know, fatherhood, you mm-hmm. know? Okay, great. So like, what do we know about God and his character and fatherhood? Yeah. You know? And people are like, well, he's done this. Like, well, that's the second question. What's he done to prove it? Yeah. And we know our hearts tend to want to go to like action before mm-hmm. character. Yeah. Like we do to be, right? We talk about that on, all on the, the show time. before. Yeah. But- by holding people to that sequence, there's also a safety in that. Like none mm-hmm. of, I, and I've had guys go, man, that was some heavy lifting tonight, keeping us sort of on task and sure. keeping us to the questions. But it nets so much. And I've been a part of so many things where it's just like you get together and it's like an opinion fest and it's kind of fun and okay, but it really feels like a waste of my time. Yeah, This always feels like life changing and I wish, you know, we did it way more often, yep. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And I think that's because of the structure. Now, side note here, I'm a little bit of an older brother than some of the other guys coming. Sure. You know, I'm not an old, crazy old buck, but um, <laughs> but my level of gospel fluency and belief that God loves me and yeah. I'm accepted and I don't have to earn anything, it, it leaks down into the way that I can hold us to this. Because hmm. I'm I'm not worried about like, oh, you just cut that guy off. It's like, well, I didn't do it rudely, but I am going to stick to the yeah, format. We're going somewhere. For the greater sake of where we're going. Mm-hmm. And and by letting people know that up front, that's yep. important. When it happens, when I have to go like, Awesome, but how does that answer that question? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, Mike, Todd, whoever, you know, it's like, yeah, sure. how does that answer that question? Oh, I don't know if it did. Let me go back. Hold on a second. You know, yeah, and and snap it back. I think we that. love the accountability, but I think people learn to then trust the process, mm-hmm. like by asking these four questions and not letting it go too far afield. We're going to really get somewhere. Yeah. Now I want to say this too. Those four questions are key, but I always break the rules immediately. Then, yep, <laughs> right. I always start out with a question that's not one of those four to kind of ground it in the everyday. Like we're already sitting on my deck, fireplace is going, right? We got good smokes, got whatever beverage of choice you got going. And I laid out the ground rules. And these are the four questions that that we're going to follow. Who is God? You know, what's he done to prove that? What's now true of us and our identity? How do we get to live? But I always go, then let me break the rules right away. Let me start out with a question. And I ground it. I go, like when in your life yeah. have you whatever? One of the yeah, one of the topics that comes to mind that I think was the best kind of uh, was the topic of authority. When we hit on that, and your question to start it off was, what is the one time in your life where you've had or thought you've had complete authority in one situation, and how did that work out for you? Yeah. And within and, and what I love is that we don't let anyone off the hook. Like everybody's going to contribute to that question if they're quiet the rest of the night. They have to answer that first. I mean, we're, yeah. we're kind of strategic. Like, hey, I haven't heard They're from you. They're not shy about it. Yeah, so no. What, what are you thinking, Joe? And yeah. so that question came back and it was dark, man. I mean, it we, we learned really quick that for the 15 of us, it didn't go well, which <laughs> yeah. primed that pump. So now we're all on the same page. So now what do we know about God and authority? Yeah. We've like, all what? got skin in the game because we're in the conversation already. We've, we've had to answer and lay our cards out a little bit. But then, okay, what do we know about God versus authority? And that was... I love that that first question that primes the pump of the heart so that we can actually... What are some of the other topics you remember us going through? Uh, we did one recently on uh, on 
uh, privilege. We did one on refugee. We did one on. I mean, we've we've gone all over the board. We did generosity. Yeah, we've we, done I know, we scarcity. Did, yeah, like the scarcity, the the mindset. We did fate. Yeah, theology of fate. Yeah, uh, one of the ones that was hardest for me to swallow, but actually jacked me up a year later. I can't unthink it. Is the uh, the different views of atonement, the atonement views. Yeah, we did that during Easter and just the theology kind of, of atonement. Yeah. yeah, and so sometimes it's it's not always like, I mean, laying the cards out. We're not all sitting there with Bibles in our laps. It might shock some people that yeah. we're doing arguably some of the deepest dive theology talks I've participated in my life. Yeah, and it's not that never we pull out a Bible, no. but generally we're we're asking people to think, and we're seeing that we're teaching that we're smarter together than any yeah. of us alone. And it's very easy to proof text. So if people just like gave verses, yeah. there's the, there's your answer. No, but what's his character? Yeah. What's he like? And what's that say about our identity? And all seeing that those those lines get drawn through conversation, not through just chapter versing each other. Yeah, there's a narrative to the theology that we're yeah. building, which is really right. beautiful. The other thing that I really like about cigars and theology, uh, and you actually did this at a training recently I was with you at, um, is this concept of of high invitation, low challenge. Low invitation, high challenge, high invitation, high challenge, low invitation. I mean, there's these, these yeah, boxes. Yeah, matrix of sorts, yeah. And a lot of times in the church, we immediately like want to jump in bed with a person, right? It's super low invitation, high challenge. So right away, like, hey, first week here, we got to get you in a Bible study, got you new members, got to get you plugged yeah. in. And you're going like- High challenge. It's like, whoa. I just met you. I'm not yeah. getting in bed with you. Like, right. let's, let's work up to that. <laughs> um, and this is beautiful because it's super high invitation. You don't have to be here every week. You don't have to be here- you come bring on a friend, in. come. If don't even knock. Just yeah. come on in, go in the freezer, get what you need. If, if you don't see it, ask. Well, you know, it's yours. Yeah, we're going to take okay. care of it. Yeah. So maybe we could talk a little bit about these different avenues uh, and the purpose of why this works so well, being that it is open door to so yeah. many people on the front end. Well, our goal in everything uh, for us, you know, Heath and I, but I, hopefully as the church, is, is to make disciples who make disciples. That's the yeah. mission. And so really this is a discipleship event. This is mm-hmm. a leadership development event, wherever people are at, right? Yeah. And the offline conversations that this then leads to and proceeds and all that, those are all part and parcel to discipleship and yep. disciple making. And um, disciple making, you know, who, who do we look to for that? Who was the master of this? Jesus. And Jesus mastered invitation and challenge this dynamic between the two where he lived his life high invitation come follow me be sure. with me like they just did life together but then he appropriately would up the challenge in in the types of questions he would ask what he required i'm sending you out you gotta try this that that didn't work go do this you know why that didn't work? you know and he mastered the toggling up of invitation and challenge a little yeah. more invitation a little more challenge and we have purposely made Cigar and Theology very high invitation, mm-hmm. and it's a low challenge. I mean, you can sit there in silence, but we're probably not going to let you. But, sure. but you, it's, it's a low challenge in the sense that there's nothing you have to do to prepare. Yeah, I'm going to have homework afterwards. You, could, yeah. you know, we've had atheists come and have deep conversations. They, there's no pre-qualified knowledge required yep. because communally there's a lot of knowledge, mm-hmm. right? We're pulling up a lot. and Which is great because we never give the topic out ahead of time. So everyone showing up is... Yeah, and that's, that's been intentional, yeah, too. Absolutely. We don't want people, somebody studying up and showing up like, you know, like Bible Answer sage. Man, you know, yeah. boom, like you just blew everybody out. Like, well, I guess that's everything. Yeah. Nope. Nothing left to talk about, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so, right, we always, and we've even asked the guys, hey, do you want to know about, you know, what we're talking about before you come? Like, yeah. no, 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 yeah, no, no, just lay it on my heart. Let's go. I just yeah. want to, I want to, I want you to reveal like who is God and what he's like and let's, let's go there. And by providing high invitation, easy, step on, nothing required. And low challenge, mm-hmm. 
people feel comfortable, they feel safe. And what they find is actually the challenge is toggling up in the four questions because when it finally gets to what's true of you, there's a challenge in that because do I believe that's true of me? If God's that way and he did this in and through Christ, is that true of me? Hmm. And then the fourth question, what what, what, all, what do I do with that? You know, yeah. How will I respond? How do I get to choose and live? That's where the challenge comes, not from like you got to perform, you got to fill in the blanks properly, you got to use the right Christian language. Mm. I, we do these talks and it's so, it's so non-seminary sounding. Sure. Right? And I think that's blown away some of the, you know, our pastor friends that have shown up yeah. and do show up and I'm grateful for it. But I think some of them are a little you know, like shocked that it doesn't sound, it's not, <laughs> it's very not highbrow in its language. It's very common yep. purposefully in its language. Because if anything, um, I don't know if I've ever been accused of being a theologian per se, though I, clearly you we are, all yeah. are one, yeah. but I'm, I've definitely been called a practical theologian, Sure, you know, and I think that's, that's a very high, you know, compliment. Like, Absolutely. And, I, and I'm trying, we're trying in Cigar and Theology to have practical theology where it sounds and tastes and it can be used and chewed upon and applied normally. Yep. So that when you talk about it with your son, your daughter, someone at work, your neighbor across the fence, your wife, um, it's all the same language. It's yeah. not like, well, what is super lapsarianism? What? Yeah. You know, it's like, you know. <laughs> we keep it low. Hey, uh, one of the things that I've, I thought of just in light of what you said at the beginning of this episode. Um, and one thing that we found is that scars and theology works really well in the Northwest for our lifestyle. Again, finding the freedom that we do and, and some works well in New York. Yeah. It worked well in New York. But if you're like a, if you're a 25 year old who hates cigars and your wife's deathly allergic to cigar smoke and you guys don't believe in having any alcohol in the house, you right. might not want to probably don't want to do, do cigars and theology. Yeah. Um, so while it works for us, it might not be the case everywhere. How can we encourage people to understand their culture and know their culture well enough so that they can see what works best in their context and get started in that? Yeah, I think what you're really getting at here, Heath, is that um, we often in the church sort of do church and do Bible study and do, I don't know, small group or do worship or whatever. We do it in ways that are pretty foreign to the rest of everyday life. Sure. We just do. You know, like I, sometimes I'll joke and I'll say like, yeah, I invited my friend to church on Sunday and they're like, you know, I'm like, you know, like look, we, where we sit in rows uh, in silence, pretty much staring at the back of each other's heads, <laughs> taking occasional note while one guy talks, you know, like yeah. we, we, we do in the rest of our life. Yeah. <laughs> Never. <like that>. You <laughs> know? Not a normal. And so um, I think what we're talking about is like, do you, do you understand your culture enough? And are you participating in mm-hmm. the normal rhythms of life and culture like Jesus did, Yeah, but bringing redemption and hope and light and, and gospel and who mm-hmm. is God and what's he like and what's that mean for us into it. And so for us, because there is a bit of a cigar and coffee and sort of yeah. scotch tasting culture out here, it was a very normal way to get to the hearts of guys yep. and f- make them feel comfortable. Though from the get-go, not everybody smokes and mm-hmm. not everybody drinks, and they but they get it. They sure. sort of get it intrinsically. Now, we said earlier on, if this is offensive to you or you believe it's actually sin, you got to go with your convictions on that. Okay. So we're not looking to make you stumble and say, well, you're not doing ministry unless you're firing up cigars and drink, you know, no. But what is it, what is going on in your own culture that, that guys like to hang out with? Now I will say this, we have women listening too. And after years of doing this, like we used to call it, you know, brothers of the leaf, like I was saying earlier on. Um, the women started going like, hey, where's our version? Like, this yeah. sounds like too much fun we're missing out on. So they started doing something called Sisters of the Vine. Yeah. <laughs> and they get together and, you know, the have wine. a glass of wine and talk mom stuff and talk basically the same stuff, yeah. kind of theology and life applied. 
And there, there you go. It's a perfect adaptation. Yeah. The women didn't go like, well, I guess we're going to have to learn how to, you know, smoke cigars and drink, you know, Jameson or something, you know? Yeah. Kathleen, my wife, actually enjoyed the last Sisters of the Vine because uh, your wife, Tina, who leads it, said, what I want you to do is bring something from your kitchen that's just been in the shelf forever that you're not going to use. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to create something. Make we're gonna, something. Everyone's yeah. going to bring it and we're going to make something that combines all of them. So it was using our gifting. And one thing just before we end here that I just- Nothing feel, like, uh, nothing like- uh, Jujubee pot pie <laughs> with chocolate sprinkles and Twizzlers sticking out. That was amazing. <laughs> no. One of the things I just want to say is, uh, and I think you would encourage this as well, is, is I wish somebody a long time ago would have pushed my convictions for me to actually follow the spirit versus uh, the denomination, what they were saying. And so that's super helpful. It's like, if you're just not doing something because that's what your denomination does or you never really research it yourself consult the spirit i know, I know what... guys have done the exact same thing around a barbecue night you yeah. know like or, or a chili cook-off you know, like they do a monthly chili yeah. cook-off or one guy brings a chili and everybody like critiques the heck out of it yeah. or they or they bring their hot sauces you know like what is it that works in your, culture, in your setting you yeah. know what i mean in your setting but do it with rhythm yep. right do it predictable pattern and i would encourage you to use those same four questions yeah. you know Absolutely. And so those will be, we'll make sure those four those questions are in the big three. And I even have full on training in how to use the four questions yeah. and deep, get deep into gospel fluency and all that. I can make that available for people like who are really interested in this because a lot of people think, oh, it's easy to have friends over and have some cigars and, you know, some drinks and all that. Yeah. But how do you lead that thing? And how do you drive those, those four questions without it being weird and getting, you know, and yeah. personal opinion fest and all that? So we can even offer additional training. Sure. We're, we're running a little long. A little long time, yeah. yeah. Let's get the big three. You can get the big three by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three. And the big three are the three takeaways we'd love for you to leave with right now. Caesar, what would be the big three for this big week? Big three minimum takeaways. Okay. Yep, minimum. One. Discipleship and leadership development should be normal and reproducible, hmm. okay? Classes are great, but if you want people to know how to talk about and live out and apply the gospel in normal everyday life, try and do more of your discipleship and training and development stuff in normal settings that are familiar and reproducible and cost-effective and mm -hmm. fun because that's where they're going to have to live it out. They're not going to say, well, I, I'd love to talk to you about that, but let me drag you to Sunday school sure. at 9 a.m. on Sunday. Like, it's a sorry. Day and we're yeah. sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Okay, second, um, the good news, the gospel, is just as good of news and sometimes even better experienced with a cold beverage and friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay? You're right. So don't think that God somehow looks down on your efforts of discipleship if they're not done in the church building or somehow yeah. formally with giant thick Bibles out on your lap and, you know, lots of note taking. Okay? Yeah. Um, you know, your, your old school board members may not believe that, but God does not look down at you. They mm -hmm. might, but God does not. You know? <laughs> um, Jesus went into all the places and participated in the customs that his people did and loved and frequented, and you can too. It's okay. Yeah. It really is. In it's fact, great, I think right? I'm going to say it's the better way. Okay. And then third, sort of like, so what are you going to do with this? Give it a try. Host your own cigar and theology group. Okay. Yeah. Or try something else that makes sense in your context. But get started with some less conventional and more normal settings for training and equipping in the gospel. And by the way, kind of hinted at this earlier, but events like this with a little tweak of language so they're not as churchy and Christian-y in our posture can be great evangelistic opportunities to bring, you know, just guys from the neighborhood together, you know, around a campfire. We used to do it that yeah. way. And I couldn't believe where it would go every week. And half the guys had never ever step foot in church but we weren't hiding who we were we just changed the tone and the posture a bit right i love that so, man and again i just want to remind everybody we're doing cigars and theology live 
right here in the old Pacific Northwest at Team K Ranch at my house coming up here in just a couple months. And I want to invite you to do that. I want you to join us for that. I know you got to get out here. You got to fly out here and all. We're going to make it real easy, very, very affordable to come on out, have a meal with us, have a little happy hour, go through the whole cigars and theology. Then we'll unpack everything we did over breakfast the next morning. Here's why we did what we did. Here's the whole process that like I just described in the episode. And, and then I'm going to send you off with 12 months of that resource in my brand new upcoming book called Slow Burn, where I give you everything step by step so you can do that yourself, all the topics, questions, and all that. So just go ahead, check it out right now because there's only 30 spots. Go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash theology. You can get all the information and register right away before this thing fills up. And I'm just guessing it will. Okay, come on out, stay, hang out. Have some fun with us. Learn how to do this type of discipleship. It's a great way to do this with men. But like I said at the top, anybody really could do this. And no cigars have to be used. But that's how we like to do it. We call it Cigars and Theology. Hey, I'm out of time. I got to let you go. I hope you'll join me again next week. We're going to continue to share everything we're learning about discipleship in everyday life and how it all weaves itself together, making the gospel good news for everything. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 